to join us. Love Talk Radio. Oh. Life's uncertain journey. Good evening, all. Interesting week for me. How about you, Alicia? turn his mic on and make sure he can hear me too. Mr. Davis, can you hear me? Mr. Davis? Can you hear me? I can't hear you, nope. Okay. Hold on. Hold on, it's my fault. It's not on your side. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it is on my side. You know it's going to be on my side. Come on now. It ain't messed up, it's going to be mine. (laughs) But anyway, we'd like to welcome everyone uh, again tonight for uh, joining us here on Life's Uncertain Journey. Can you hear me? Radio broadcast. We're also broadcasting on uh, Podbean. And um, I'm just hoping that um, everything, well, we're going to, my husband's going to pray in a few minutes over our airways so that we won't have any funny stuff happening like it did last week. This lady just shows up and starts talking. I don't know who she was. <laughs> we still ain't figured that out. But praise mm-hmm. be to God for the victory that we have in mm-hmm. Jesus. Hallelujah. So we are uh, just so uh, very thankful uh, and grateful for this, another opportunity that God gives us to proclaim the gospel and to engage you, our listeners, uh, in some real talk about our troubled times. And uh, one of the things that Alicia and I desire to do is to look at things from a biblical perspective. Always. Always, because I'm telling you, you'd be surprised how much of what's happening today is already written in God's word. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we are always uh, prayerful, and, 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 we, and we want to see God's face together with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we know that he'll grant us the ability to understand mm-hmm. how to how to be prepared and how to respond mm-hmm. to the times in which we live. And that's important because there's, a, there's so much foolishness going on. You were going to say right. mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say you can't recognize it if you don't know his word. That's right. So you have to get into his word so you can, you know, think it not strange as his word says when that's we go right. through certain trials and the things of the world. And so if we know his word, we can let that him, who is our comforter, we can let that comfort us yeah. when these troubling times come. And we can go to it and say, he spoke of that. So, you know, we know that he's in control and his word is true and it's playing out right before our eyes. So where right. do we, you know, fit in and, and we can we can rest assured that we're safe. Like, you know, you, you reminded Nadine that the things, the trials and the the, the Stuff that maybe in Revelation and some of the other that, that 
made, if you have a carnal mind and don't know the word and don't know the Lord, it would be really scary, you yeah. know, and you'd be afraid that it's going to happen to you, but that's not for us because we safe and we Amen. are in his care. That's right. Safe in his care. And believe mm-hmm. me, he knows how to take care of his own. Yep. So, um, uh, we are uh, very much in tune with the, the signs of the times. And uh, because of that, our broadcast will continue as the Holy Spirit leads us to help us to uh, prepare ourselves mm-hmm. and to equip ourselves so that nothing t- jumps off and, and, you know, to take us off, off course because... Okay. Because the plan of God is to come get us. Amen? That's what's written in the book. And all that you're seeing that's happening right now is leading to that great day. So we don't have anything to fear. We don't have to to worry about any anxiety or any of those kinds of things. Because what God has done in us is supernatural. And most of the time, we can't even explain it. But it's because... God is doing the work in us, yeah. creating in us uh, a new nature that is different from the nature of the people in the world who haven't yet discovered the fact that God loves them. <laughs> and that's what the gospel message is all about. God right. loves you, beloved, and he wants you to come back into relationship with him. You see, God desires to have a relationship with his children. And you may not think you're his child, but you're his child because he created you. That's right. And you belong to him. And the enemy has come and he's lied to us and, you know, taken us off. Just like, just like the, 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 uh, we, we tell our children, don't you go out there talking to no strangers. I don't care who comes up to you. Don't you, don't you talk to no strangers. And lo and behold, let a stranger come with a popsicle of candy or shiny red car or whatever it is like that. Believe me, your child won't go talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yep. because, because, because that predator has their attention. He has something that they want. And that's how Satan is. He comes with you with all the candy and the, and the nice shiny toys that he wants you to have. Oh, yeah, come on. I, I can give this to you. And uh, we watched on the news, this uh, newscaster showed how her child actually talked to the, uh, not only talked to a stranger, and so she said she couldn't believe her eyes after all she taught them. Well, beloved, know this, that the same thing happened to us in the garden. <laughs> the enemy came along. To our foreparents, Adam and Eve, the first ones that God made, he made them in his own image because God was hoping to, to populate the planet with his children. Mm-hmm. You see? But in, the enemy came along, and like that predator, he said, oh, did God really say, you know, don't do this? He said, don't worry about it. You're not going to die. You're going to be all right. You know, but next thing you know, they're having a conversation with their enemy, not even knowing that, that he's their enemy. And this happened. One of the things that I read in one of my studies recently was the enemy, and it struck me like, wow, um, 
He doesn't know our thoughts. Only yep. God knows our thoughts. Yeah. That was profound. He doesn't know our thoughts, but what he does is he studies us. Yes. Yeah. And so gets to know what we respond to. And so when maybe he's talking about, you know, the shiny red car or whatever it is that appeals to you, he will put that before you yeah. to entice you. Yeah. And so he knows. He looks around. Like it says, he seeks around to see who can devour and destroy. So he watches us. And so when we slip up or when we get excited about something or when we respond in some kind of way, mm-hmm. he brings that to us to entice us to his way because right. he knows what's going to prick us our interest, what's going to make us, um, uh, like like Nadine said, draw us away yeah. from what our parents told us, what, yeah. from what the word tells us, because we got that little thing inside, that, that desire that, you know, we sometimes give into, or at least we give it thought. No, and he can, you know, he, you know how you say something that's shocking, and somebody do like this, and you go, oh, they responded to that. Yeah, you know, that he does. That's what he does. Yeah. He watches us, and when we respond to the things that, you know, of the world, you know, situations, if 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 we know that if if jealousy or envy or you know something is 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 our our pull or our struggle, then that's what he's gonna put in front of us each time. Yeah. Yeah. But, but God. But God. God. That's exactly right. He's given us power over that. All we have to do is invoke that power. Mm -hmm. Know that we have it and Mm -hmm. use it and say, not today. I see you. And call it out. But he can't think of our thoughts, but he can hear us. Mm -hmm. And he can watch us. So we can tell him, get away. You know, you have no place. You might have to do that over and over until you believe it. That's right. And then when you believe it, you show it. You live it. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the, the, the thing that most of us really don't know or understand is that, that Satan is a sneaky snake. The Bible says he is the most subtle creature, mm-hmm. the, the most tricky creature that God created, okay? He didn't cre- create him to be tricky. As a matter of fact, he was one of the over overarching angels in heaven. Mm-hmm. The Bible said that all wisdom was summed up in him. So he's mm-hmm. also very smart. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when he fell, but he wasn't too smart because he figured some kind of way that he going to overthrow God and got kicked out of heaven. Okay. Okay, so that ain't too smart. But the point Not that I'm making, the point that we're, we're making to you is the fact that um, you understand the, the 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 psychology of a child being lured and tempted away in spite of what you as a parent have taught them. You understand right. that. Right. And all I'm asking you to do is use that same analogy with what happened in the garden and how we got in the trouble that we're in today. Because our foreparents, like I said, they got tricked. And because they they got tricked, we all got tricked. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. this 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 uh, battle continues, where God is is coming after us. He's trying to reveal Himself to us. He's using people to tell us to return to Him. He's using situations and circumstances to make us want to make us have to call on Him for help. 
you mm-hmm. see, because he, he knows that we're not going to make it without him. We're not. And we so can't. that's right. And so what he did, he sent the best that heaven had on hand to save us. He sent his own son. Amen for Jesus. Amen. And, and the scripture says that God himself was in Christ bringing us back to himself. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know the old saying, if you want something done right, do it yourself. Do it yourself. Listen, God was determined to reunite us with himself so that we can come to know him as our father. Because there's a lot of stuff we got to learn, beloved. We're missing Mm -hmm. out. I've been in this faith now for almost 40 years, and I'm still learning new stuff. But... in the scripture say the people uh, perish for lack of knowledge. So we got to learn, you know. Yeah. And it's said, if I could, if I could go back to talking about learning and knowing, and I said we we don't know the power that we have. Mm-hmm. We don't know the power in the name of Jesus because we don't use it enough. We don't know the power that Jesus has given us over our yes. enemy, yes. and we don't know our enemy. We underestimate, yes. you know, that. And so if I could, maybe I'd like to share something that I read. It was in my devotion, and it's about um, warfare. Mm -hmm. And it says, um, it's called Our Enemy in the Beginning of the War. And it says, it would be impossible to win a battle against an enemy you had zero intelligence on. Our military would never want to be caught off guard by an enemy they were not prepared for. We must look at spiritual warfare the same way. We need to know who we're fighting against in order to be successfully, successful defensively and offensively. It says since Genesis 3, Genesis 3, mm-hmm. Satan has been repeating many of the same assaults against yes. women. The Bible provides all the information we need to know about our enemy, nothing more, nothing less. And I urge you not to stray from the Bible. You should study spiritual warfare further. Ezekiel 28 gives us a glimpse of who Satan was um, before his opening scene in Genesis 3. It says, our enemy Lucifer was a guardian cherub, and he was God's personal protector. You know, they didn't just talk about all the knowledge and stuff. He used wings to cover God on his throne. He was the pinnacle of God's created being. No angel could hold a candle to Lucifer. He outranked them all in every aspect. He used his wisdom to be influential and very manipulative. How else could he have gotten and convinced a third of the angelic army, millions and billions of angels, to rebel against God and worship him instead? So it's very possible that up. I mean, it is, yeah, it's very possible that up until this rebellion, heaven had never seen God flex his mighty muscles. He had to. He gave Satan all of that power and, 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 you know, but it wasn't enough. It says Lucifer craved worship so severely that he was willing to risk everything for the hope of God bowing down to him. Oh, my goodness. It says Lucifer's pride led him to a full-blown rebellion in heaven, and God ended the rebellion by kicking him and all of his followers out, resulting in the war. Yeah. And so I'll just stop there. This is a great study I'm enjoying, but I'll just stop there, and, and, and I don't know what y'all heard, but I heard so much in that time. Yeah. It's like, the, are we like Lucifer where we crave something so severely that we're willing to risk everything for the hope of yeah. that thing? Yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. that's some 
That's absolutely right. And it's sad, but it's true. Uh, I mean, I'm so serious, and the only reason I can say that because I've been there. But the whole, um, the crux of what I'm trying to get across to us is that if, if you can understand that process of a little child being led away by things that they mm-hmm. like, shiny things, then you can understand how easy it was for Satan to draw Adam and Eve off course with his lie. <laughs> With his lies, okay? And so they went into bondage, and when they went into bondage, we went into bondage. Because with them. We're their offspring. Yeah. And sin shows up as a result of their disobeying God. That is the fruit. The fruit of disobeying God is rebellion. And Mm -hmm. if it doesn't, if, if you don't get redeemed in time, you know what? The other thing is judgment. That's what God is trying to is is trying to keep us from is His judgment, because right. He said this is what God said. He told Adam and Eve the same thing: Don't eat of that tree, because if you eat of that tree, you're gonna die. Mm. You're gonna die. And so we have to realize that when He says that the wages of sin is death, that's what He means. That's what He means. That's what He means. But. but. Thank God for the but. But the gift of God, here now, it's a gift. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This eternal life that he's talking about is the life that was lost in the garden. Because you know Adam and Eve went on to live after they got thrown out the garden. Their natural life was still intact. It was their spiritual life their connection to God that was broken, that was severed, you see. That was the eternal life that God had given them, and they lost it. So that every one of their children that were born were born without that eternal life, that connection that that, that they started out with. God breathed in, in them the breath of life, and they became a living a living soul. But they had the very life of God in them. Yeah. But so this is why salvation is so important. This is why God had to send Jesus to bring us back to himself. Right. Because God doesn't want us to perish. The Bible says God is not willing that anyone would perish. Right. I know people say, well, if God is so loving, why would he let all these things happen? You know, but you don't understand. There's two powers. Okay, there's the divine power of heaven, and there's the divine power of this world, and that's ruled by Satan. Whether you like it or not, Jesus even said it. He has authority over this earth, over this world, over his kingdom, all the government, everything, all of that is under Satan's rule. And we have been, we've been put here, like she said, the war started after the war started. We've been put here to stand against the darkness. He said that the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. That's us. If we're doing what we're supposed to do, you won't find uh, sin uh, and and, uh, darkness running rampant. But unfortunately, it's like our first parents, we didn't do what we were supposed to do. Now we see we're in a mess now. So God said, I'm going to fix it. God's going to fix it, okay? 
If he has to, he said, if I have to start all, tear everything up and start all over again, mm-hmm. I'm going to make it right. And I always say what I say, maybe. In the end, we win. We win. Because we're children. Yeah. That's right. We, we've got our eternal life back because we surrendered our lives over to Jesus Christ. And he's the one that gives us this new life. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't, you know, we know we've been changed. People who know us know we've been changed. We're not the same people we used to be. Right. You know, we're not fully, we're not fully arrived, but we're on our way. Mm-hmm. You see? So every time the enemy comes to point out our failures and the things that we drop or we forget or we don't do and all this other kind of stuff, just tell him, say, yeah, you're right. I did that, but I'm forgiven. Amen. My father has forgiven me. And so, therefore, there's no com- no condemnation. I'm not receiving that from you because I put it out there. I didn't deny what I did. I did it and probably some more besides. But that's why Jesus came. He came to take away the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. So um, let me go ahead and ask uh, my husband to go ahead and pray. We got, so we got, got to go. I'm going to jump right in there. <laughs> right. We got to go it. Sorry, hon. Can you please uh, just go right ahead on and open our broadcast with prayer, please? Can you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, yes. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I just don't know if you guys can hear me or not. But as I was listening to y'all, you're right, uh, y'all midway through the broadcast, so... I just want to say some short prayer that uh, the Lord said, be over the ministry, that he'll watch over the airways, and that uh, the word the Lord put in your hearts uh, to share that it will be received and that people will be able to use it to uh, in their everyday life, and that, uh, that God will have the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Thank you, John. Sorry about that. Thank you, hon. Yeah, we were, we were on a roll. We did it. Indeed. Um, so, um, without a doubt, we can all admit that we are entering the end of the age. As a matter of fact, I think we've probably been in it for for a, a little bit longer than we can imagine. But for many of us, we've either been asleep, mm-hmm. not paying any attention, or just plain ignorant. Totally unaware. Totally unaware of what was going on. So when the floodgates opened, we woke up. And so now uh, we're not going back to sleep. No. Jesus says, Jesus says that uh, He wants us to be alert, mm-hmm. stay awake, because uh, if the thief had known the hour that that he was going to be robbed, you know he would have he would have been awake when the thief came to stop him. And so we don't. Jesus said, "I'm going to come like a thief in the night, and you if you sleep, you're going to miss me." And that's what we're talking about tonight. You don't want to miss him, beloved. You don't want to miss him. The first church, Israel, they missed it. We're not, we don't want to miss him. So if anyone um, knows, uh, you know, the story that's written in the scriptures, then we need to do what God has asked us to do. Um, I also wanted to say before I forget that my husband and I want to, would love to invite you to our Thursday broadcast at 7 p.m. called New Beginnings. We are currently doing a verse-by-verse study of the Book of Romans. And if you are interested, you please feel free to join us. And that number is 
657-383-1624. That's 657-383-1624. Just dial in, and you can listen or you can join the conversation. But uh, we, I just want to make sure I, I invited you. And I am so excited. Listen, yesterday was the first day of our of the Women Who Overcome Daniel Bible Study. And for those of you that may not know, I founded the Women Who Overcome Ministry uh, as a result of uh, my spiritual daughter, uh, who God sent to come alongside me in this work. And we were just having a women's conference, and she, Holy Spirit, told her to tell me, oh, no, this isn't just a conference. This is a ministry. And so that's when we launched back in 2018, praise God, and we're just so glad, and uh, I'm just honored that God would would even allow us to serve him in, in such a way. But this joy that I have comes from being able to work with genuine women of faith. I'm telling you, there's a lot that claim to be. Mm-hmm. But when when the rubber meets the road, you, you know, you see something totally different. But I thank God that these young, and young women, young women, you know, mm-hmm. they may not think they're young, but they're younger than I am, so I call you young. <laughs> if, you, if you're younger than 70, you're young to me. So, uh, but, uh, Women who love God and that are pursuing Him, and I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't expect there to be as many uh, women that joined us last night because Daniel is a rough study. I've never studied Daniel, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're all studying together, you know, and we're all seeking God to help us to understand uh, this uh, about Daniel because Jesus told His disciples, "If you want to know more about the, the time of My coming and the end time, read Daniel." So that's why we're going to Daniel to try and get some answers because we want to be ready. We want to know and be prepared for what's coming down the pipe. Amen. So, um, like I said, I thank God for these women, not only the women that serve on the Women Who Overcome Ministry team, but uh, the women that uh, that God has allowed me to disciple that are part of my disciple of our disciple me um, study. You know, they're seeking God. They're seeking God with their whole heart. And it just makes me so glad. It makes me excited because there's so many people. Look, there are women that are still pursuing men, <laughs> looking for the world, their own self-image. They don't, they don't even have a clue of, about what's going on and don't care. But there are true daughters of God that are genuinely seeking him. And, mm-hmm. and that just makes my heart so glad to see so I thank God for them. And so uh, it's not too late if you want to hop on and study. As a matter of fact, last night, all, the only thing we talked about was, you know, just what to look forward to and the goals of the study. But we actually will start to study next Monday. And it's every Monday at uh, 7 o'clock. And if you're interested in uh, hopping on the study, just email me at thewomenwhoovercome at gmail.com. The women who overcome at gmail.com, and I'll send you the registration information and the material so you can get started with it. Amen. So, um, I want to, um, Alicia, if you'll give the uh broadcast uh instructions, I'll open the mic. Okay, 
Well, as we remind you all, all every week, week we're going to open the mic. The mic and, and, um, um, sorry, sorry. I turned it Um, So if you want to, you know, jump in, and we strongly encourage you to, to, if you feel led to ask a question Mm -hmm. or have a comment or anything like that, don't be shy. There's no right or wrong answers. There's no bad questions or anything like that. But when you do that, unmute, well, stay on mute if you're not speaking. And if you need to speak, unmute yourself, have your say. And when we're done, put it back on mute and come. You know, continue to, to absolutely, you know, and so that's just so we can hear, you know, keep it clear. Like that would just happen on keep happening yeah. <laughs> with the echo in the back yeah. and the noise and like yeah. that. And I still, I still have the ability to turn mics off just in case an unexpected background noise come on. But you can always turn your mic back on if I have to turn it off. So just okay. so you know that too. So um, this week we are continuing our conversation about the necessity of developing and overcoming faith. Mm. We're going to have to really seek the Lord because we need to grow up. If we're still, uh, you know, what is it, straddling the fence? Mm. And if we're still uh, having a, a lukewarm, yes, or, 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 or stagnant in our growth, Mm-hmm. Um, we we need to move beyond that because beloved, we don't know the day of the, of the hour Jesus is coming. But He told us if you if you if you can discern the signs of the time, you'll know when I'm about to come. You'll know the season. So we need to we need to be aware of the fact that all that we've been watching happening uh, before us over the last couple of years is a, a, a sign. Is one of those signs that and we need to get yeah. ourselves ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you share the saying, it's better to uh, stay ready and not have to get ready. Yes. So we're trying to be ready. That's so right. Plan catch up. Yes. Lord, <laughs> yes. We mm-hmm. have got to be ready so we can stay ready. When he shows up, we okay. will not miss him. Because if you miss him, you, the Bible says that there are going to be many that come through tribulations. But if you don't want to go through tribulation, and that is when God pours out his wrath on the whole earth, you know, mm-hmm. you, you want to go the first time. I want to go the first time. <laughs> Amen. Yes, yes, yes. So um, uh, the point that I'm trying to make to you is the fact that nominal faith or a measure of faith that we talked about last week is not going to be able to sustain us. Mm-hmm. We learned last week that God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. Mm-hmm. But, beloved, he does not intend for that measure to remain a measure because he said you're going to have to endure some stuff. And 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 that measure of faith is not going to help you. It's going to help to develop an overcoming faith because Jesus is saying, and, and you read Revelation, okay? Daniel talks, you know, leads to what John was talking about in Revelation. And Jesus said over and over again, to him that overcomes, mm. to him that endures. Yeah. You see, you got to realize that just because you 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 got in, it's not over yet. Like Alicia was telling you earlier about this war is is brewing right now, and we're in it. We're in it. We're in it. So uh, we've been experiencing up until this day 
uh, is the evidence that our faith, uh, you know, all that we've seen, our faith is being developed. We're already in that process of that faith being developed. And I say that because, look, some people have already jumped ship. I, if you look on YouTube, there's this, first they, they came with the false prophets. Every which way, all these lying teachers and stuff that are were designed by Satan to take people off course. You see, because Satan knows, God wrote in 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 Second Thessalonians that there was going to be a day when many who believe God are going to fall away from God, and they're going to fall away because of the gospel, the liar, the lying prophets that are lying to them. They're going to listen to them. And they're going to follow them. And for those that get caught up between the two of them, they're just going to quit altogether. Beloved, we don't want that to be us. Okay? Because we have, today, we can say we have not given up. (laughs) Nor have we given in to the circumstances that we've had to face up until now. And if we continue, guess what? We won't. We'll be we'll be caught up to meet him in the air as our faith continues to grow because it's not over by a long shot. There's some more stuff got to go down. Uh, I was just looking at the um, news the other day where this uh, I can't remember the name of this big meeting that they had where the, all the uh, religious Republicans had this big thing for Trump and they had they had a gold statue of him. Oh, the CPAC. You, huh? Did someone say something? I was saying the name of the event was called CPAC. Was called what, what? baby? The CPAC. C as in Charlie. CPAC. Yes, that's what it was called, CPAC. And I could not believe what I was seeing. I was crazy. I'm right? telling you, I mean, they, they're not even trying to hide nope. the yes. motive, you know, and it's so obvious. But these mm-hmm. are so-called Christians who are clapping and saying yay for all of this, you know. And it's just it's just sad to watch. Mm-hmm. So many people are being duped into this uh, this foolishness, worshiping a man. <laughs> Some of them think he is Jesus. Yeah, you know. But but like I said, it's all written there. It's all written out for you to know in the in the book. Stay close to the book because it's going to help you to understand what we're going through. But um, uh, but just know that each and every obstacle that we face. Our faith is being tested and strengthened. So don't run from it, beloved. You know, when things start, don't don't give up, don't give in like we say. Know that if God allowed it to come to you, it's because he's going to see you through it. He's going to see you through it. But your your faith cannot remain a measure of faith. You have to grow to be and must grow to become an overcoming faith because Jesus is requiring it. When he says to him that overcomes in Revelation, he's talking about us. 
mm-hmm. and see. So um, our salvation, believe it or not, we we are definitely saved without a question. There's no doubt about that. Right. But our salvation, beloved, is not complete until we have overcome the very presence of sin. We are right in the middle of it. You know what I'm saying? We had we haven't done that yet. The Bible tells us that we have over <clears throat> we have overcome the penalty of sin. In other words, that's been removed because Jesus paid the penalty for us. Amen. Amen. We have also been saved from the power of sin. Scripture tells us sin will no longer have dominion over you. It's a choice that you make. Okay? It's a choice. And we say, like Joshua said, choose life. I set before you today. If you want to serve God, serve God. If you want to serve the God of this world, serve the God of this world. But make a choice. And that's what we that's what we are today. You make a choice. Either you're gonna serve God or you're gonna serve serve this world and sin. And where is it that says as for me is as for me and my uh-huh. heart, we gonna serve the Lord. <laughs> that's what he said. We gonna uh-huh. serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. So uh the decision is ours. But Jesus is coming and he is the one that's gonna take us away from the very presence of sin. Mm-hmm. When he comes and everybody the Bible said everybody gonna sin. And but he's not coming to put his feet on the earth. Not that time. That time comes afterwards. The first time he comes, he's coming in the air to receive us unto himself. That is the catching away or the rapture as they call it. Okay? So all of us that are ready are gonna go with him to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're going to a wedding, y'all. <laughs> Our wedding. So praise God. And then he goes on to say that um, in, uh, tonight what we, we, what we want to understand is uh, that we have to be vigilant to pray and ask God to grant us faith that endures, faith that overcomes this world. First John 5, 4, for whosoever, is born of God, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. You see there? Overcoming faith is available. It's possible. It's got to be possible because there's no reason, there's no way Jesus said to him that overcome and then people can't overcome. Oh, yeah, you can, you can have overcoming faith. Mm-hmm. First John five four just just confirm that we want to develop that kind of overcoming faith so that we can overcome. Yeah. So I'm gonna the mics are open and I'm just going to uh, ask if those you don't have to speak if you don't want to but if you tell so letter the Lord please be will, um, please feel free to share but I wanted to uh, ask a question and that is. Uh, can you, <clears throat> uh, how many of you or who of you can definitively say that today you possess an overcoming faith? 
That's a loaded Y'all gun. notice I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a working prop. I like that. I'm working <laughs> Anyone? And we're not asking to embarrass nobody because we, we, you know, we, we're honest about the fact that most of us have not arrived yet. And like Alicia said, we're on our way. We're going. We're, 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 we're getting there. And, and believe me, like I said before, some of the things that you have already endured confirms that you are beyond the measure of faith. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I know some people on this on this broadcast tonight. They have to have to face some tough things. But the by virtue of the fact that you are still standing, mm-hmm. confirm that you are moving beyond the measure of faith and working your way to overcoming faith. Mm-hmm. Amen. Go ahead. Amen. I, I was just wondering. I was thinking overcoming faith. And, you know, I know for me, like you said, I have more than a measure of faith in certain areas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When we deal with certain things, but then there's that thing that you ain't so sure about. That's the thing we need to work on. Well, you know yeah. what? If you got overcoming, if you've got uh, uh, more than a measure of faith, you got it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Whether, whether you, you know, because you don't, you don't get it and then lose it. If you got it for this situation, then it's there for that. It's just like everything else, you know. And and so there are different levels that we have to endure. Like the Bible says, we are going from glory to glory to glory. And that is a process. And so even this, but I just want us to focus on this because of its, because of its importance. You're not going to overcome without faith, with, without an overcoming faith. Not the measure of faith, but the overcoming faith. And like did somebody say something? Did someone want to say? Go ahead. Free to share. Okie dokie. So, uh, like I said, um, everybody has, we all have to have the measure of faith because that's how we come to salvation. Mm-hmm. However, um, all it takes is a little disappointment, an unexpected set of circumstances, in many cases, a failed relationship, mm-hmm. and if you ain't careful, you be like, disappointment. You know, uh-huh, disappointment. It'll knock. It'll knock you. Knock the wind out, out you. And I know this because it happened to me. You know, as a, you know, as strong as I thought my faith was, okay, I had to learn, and and you know what, God taught me. That was a part of my growth and development. I had to learn that I wasn't all that. In spite, in spite of all the miracles, and see, that's what duped me into believing that I, I had arrived because God had let me see so many miracles. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I saw them. I experienced them. So, you know, I'm saying, well, whoa, like Paul. Paul said that, shucks, I had to, the Lord had to give me a thorn in my flesh to keep my feet on the ground mm-hmm. so that I wouldn't think more highly of myself than I ought to. And I believe that's where I was going. By virtue of the things that God was doing in my life and the things that were happening around me, I thought I was I was on my way to glory as far as I was concerned. God had to show me, uh-uh, you ain't arrived yet, baby girl. You still got a ways to go. 
and um, the things that, you know, that happened, you know, that I thought I could overcome, I didn't. And I, mm-hmm. and I wound up failing, failing the Lord. Um, but um, thank God he gave us do-over. That's right. <laughs> I don't know where I'd be if he didn't. The first time he came after me, uh, I was in. That was the first time I came to know God. That was the day that I got saved. Totally convinced that God was real. He was everything the word said that he was. And I thought nothing could ever make me doubt him. I don't care what nobody say. But he had to show me what I was truly made of. And I soon discovered I didn't have overcoming faith. Because when the rubber met the road, but God, like Lisa said earlier, but God, who is rich in mercy, beloved, thank God that he's a merciful God. Mm-hmm. He told me just as he left the 99 to go after the one, beloved, he came after me. Amen. He came after me and brought me back to the fold. So I'm just so grateful that God loves us like that, that he doesn't leave us to our own devices. He will not allow the enemy to triumph over us. No, he will not. And the things that we may have to endure in life, the struggles and circumstances that we deal with, you've got to know that if God allowed it to come, he's sovereign. He's sovereign over you. He's sovereign over your life, over your circumstances, everything. So if he's allowing this to happen and you know that he's sovereign, just know that it's for your benefit. It may not look like it, just like Joseph. You would have never told Joseph that God was loving him, sending him off to having his brothers take and send him off to prison for something he didn't do. He didn't, I'm pretty sure he, was, he had to be perplexed about what was going on. Young boy. And his brothers took him, threw him in a pit and sold him into slavery. Right. But over the years, through God taking him through what he had to go through, and he had to go through a lot, he learned that God loved him because God never left him. He was always there through the thick and the thin. He was always there. And when the day finally came that them same brothers that threw him in the pit showed up, you know, his flesh rose up a little bit. He probably was slapping around a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But he had his faith was matured. God was with him. He was working with him through the process, and he figured it out. He said, uh uh-uh. Now I know why God put me here, because I was to preserve the posterity of my people. The patriarchs, the 12 tribes of Israel, were saved by the struggle of that one child. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm saying that to you to say, don't always think that these things that happen to you are, come, are, are from the devil. The devil is the, the working, he's the work behind it. But like Job, the devil couldn't touch Job until God said, okay. And God told him, you can do this, but you can't do that. It's the way it is with us. Somebody said, you know, somebody, God said, have you considered my servant Alicia? <laughs> Go down there and try her. I bet you she you can't make her doubt me. You know? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You have to know that if God allowed it, he's already retrofitted you to withstand it. He's given you everything you need. And you go into that 
crisis, that situation, with that in the back of your mind, that God's going to bring me out. I don't care what it is. So last week I shared our Hebrews 12 that talked about us having endurance. And it said, we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. So let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with what? Endurance. There that word is again. Endurance. Let us yeah. run with endurance the race that God has set before. You've got yeah. to endure, beloved. And faith is what's going to help you do that. We learn that developing and overcoming faith requires a deep and genuine love for God. We talked about determining if our relationship with him is a deep one or a casual one. Because a casual one ain't going to work. You've got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and spirit. I mean, no question. Not mama, not daddy, not wife, not children. Nothing would ever take the place of your, your love for your father. And he talked about the comparison, remember? And your comparison and your love with, to, to him and your love to your family, he has got to trump everybody. Plain and simple. And it doesn't mean for you to hate them to the degree of, of hatred that the world talks about. It's like uh, my, my husband uses, it, uses this example. He said, there's the sun and there's the moon. When the sun comes out, the moon got to go. And the sun shines the brightest. It demands and commands the skies. And that's what Jesus, that's what the analogy is. We've got, we know the moon is there. We don't hate the moon, but we love it when the sun come out. Okay. And that's the way we got to love God just like that, with that kind of deep and fervent love, not the kind of casual love that's hit and miss. So if uh, Jesus said, um, if you want to be my disciple, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else, your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brothers, and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you can't be my disciple, John 14, 26. So, it's like a pecking order, a priority, order of priority and text. Yes. God is love, so there's no way he's telling you to that's right. anything. That's you know, right. Anybody. And so what that, that verse is saying is put me first. Love everybody else. Put Thank me first. You, because you yeah. love, if you put him first, then clearly you will love everybody else because Jesus is love. Yeah, you got right. to love yeah. you got room to love somebody else. Amen. That's it. Amen. It's like uh, for men who the head of their household, they would protect and give their life That's right. for their household. Same mentality. God first. Yes. God first. God first. The rest. And so uh, we also determined that according to Romans uh, 10, 17, and 18, that we need to develop a deep relationship with God's word, okay? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, okay? Deep relationship with the Father and the Son and the word, okay? So my question is, how much time do we spend in God's Word? In the course of an eight-hour day, how much time do we actually give to prayer and the Word? 
Just think about it. You ain't got to answer me. But I want you to I want you to consider it as we're talking about this faith that we need to develop to overcoming status. Then we learned that the Apostle Peter confirmed that the word of God is like spiritual milk that we should long for like a baby. Because what? It'll help us to grow. You want your faith to grow? Desire the sense of look of the word of God. It helps us to grow into a full experience of salvation, according to First Peter one, First uh, Peter two two. Mm-hmm. And so today, uh, I, I want to end with this warning, because it's important that you understand the importance of an overcoming faith. And the story that God tells us about it is written in His Word. And uh, he starts out with um, a story in Hebrews 3. And in this, he tells you about the first church, Israel, and how he was so angry with them. God loved them. He prepared prepared a, a, a promised land. A land that they look, they didn't even have to toil to get there. All he got to do is 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 take the land. He said, "I was angry with them, and I said their hearts are always always turned away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath: they'll never enter my place of rest. Beloved, our place of rest is in the kingdom of God. Israel, the first church, didn't make it to God's rest that He prepared for them, and then God begins to tell you why." He said in verse 12, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning away from the living God. You see how all that those words mixed together? Unbelieving, evil, turning away from the living God. They're all the same thing. Their faith in God was the still in the measure uh, <clears throat> the measure of faith. They saw all God did. They saw him move mountains. They saw him part the seas. They saw him bring down bread from heaven, call water to come out of a rock. I mean, you see all that and you still can't be convinced of who he is, that his <laughs> word is, is what his word is his bond, that you can trust his word. Well, that's what made God angry because all, after all they saw, they still did not believe him. When it came time for them to, to, to possess the promised land, they believed the, lie, the liars. It came to, no, we can't do this. Them people, too, they're too big. We, we, can't, we can't go in there and take the land. And I can see God now saying, saying, what? And so God is asking us to develop our faith, to be like that of Caleb and Joshua. Because they were the only two out of the 600,000 people that God brought out of Egypt. Only two of that group actually got to go into the kingdom. Their children got to go in, but they didn't go in. All of them died in the desert because they had an evil heart of unbelief and not believing the true and living God. So we're going to pursue him. We're going to pursue his word with a passion because the Bible tells us, if you want to grow, if you want your faith to grow, read the word of God. Amen? So we're getting down to the closing um, uh, 
hour of our broadcast tonight. I want to thank all my uh, Blog Talk Radio guests for joining me tonight. Uh, and also for those of you that are, are watching us via uh, Facebook Live, we really uh, are happy that you are joining us tonight and hope that you will come back and join us next week as we try and uh, uh, get more um, more of an understanding of how uh, we have to, not only how we have to, but how to continue to develop this faith that God wants us to have. So, Father God, in Jesus' name, I commend the listeners to you right now in Jesus' name. And I ask you to cover them, keep them, protect them, Lord. Lead them and guide them. And as you continue, Lord God, to transform them into the image of your son, I I pray that their hope holds fast, their hope in you and your ability to do exactly what your word said you would do, that they won't doubt you, Father God, that they won't be, be have itchy ears and be running to every wind and doctrine that they hear from these false teachers and prophets that are lying to them. But, Father God, that they be fully warned, stick to what's written in the script. You've got it all laid out for them. All they need to do is to believe what you say, and then they will not be led astray. So I thank you for them, and I thank you for their lives and of their families. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you all so very much for joining us again this week, and hope to see you next week. Good night. Thank you. Have a good week. Thank you. Good night. Good night, dear. Good night. All righty. Good night.